to DIY for Business. It's uh, Russ and Greg with you. And this week we are talking about happiness. We're talking about stress. We're talking about anxiety. Let's focus more on the happiness, Greg, because I see a big smile on your face. Uh, are you happy today? I am super happy today because I am going on the first vacation I've taken in about two years. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I haven't taken a vacation in about that long as well. We've done these little trips, but um, you're you're going to Hawaii, so like that's that's like bonus. It is. I it is my happy place. I love going to Hawaii. It just puts me in the right frame of mind, which is perfect for our conversation today about happiness. How do we get people in the right frame of mind at work? We could talk to you about this because I think we're fairly happy people at work. I think we can, for the most part. We are. We are. We yeah. keep smiles, and I think people that work with us enjoy working with us. We keep it fun, and, but we get we get a lot done as well. But we have a special guest today. Yes, we do. Layla Ansari. And, and Layla, did I say your name right? You Ansari. did. You did. Okay, perfect. I, I know I had struggled with that. I, I had uh, Layla on another uh, podcast that I do, and I, I, I think I said your name like six times before I got it right, so I'm glad I got it uh, right the first time here. That's everybody. <laughs> Don't worry. Tell everyone... Who you are, Layla? Uh, I'm a clinical psychologist, and I work in the San Francisco Bay Area. I'm doing all telehealth right now, I guess, like most people. Um, I have a private practice that I've had for a couple of years now, and um, I'm happy to be here. Thank you. Thank you. Well, um, okay. So uh, you, you're happy. Greg's happy. We're all we all seem to be happy right now. Pretty happy. Um, the thing is, so, okay, running your own practice is, mm. it's running your own business. And you've actually had several small businesses throughout your career. I have. How do you maintain happiness? Ooh. Well, you know, it's stressful pretty much doing anything in life. I mean, and even if you don't have your own business, life is stressful. Kids, family, um, just making ends meet day to day, it can be stressful no matter what you do. And um, I follow a few tips and tricks. Like I have some, some strategies, some anxiety management strategies that I will, um, I will follow like day to day. And actually I have quite a few um, just to keep me, keep everything in perspective. Well, I'd love to hear some of these strategies. One of the ones that I do, and I'm just curious if you do it as well, is I force myself to take breaks. Yes. I force myself to just a step away from electronics, whether it's my phone, whether it's computer, step away from the electronics just for a little bit, mm -hmm. a couple of times a day while I'm working, just to kind of re-energize re and recharge. How about you? That's a huge problem for people. And I work with patients who... Um, you know, honestly, they'll be sitting 10, 11 hours a day and in the same place, in the same position, forgetting to eat, forgetting to drink water. And um, and it really has an effect on your mood. You have to take breaks. Uh, it would be great for them to be about 20 to 30 minutes and okay. include a little sunshine, even okay. if it's sunny, a little outdoor time, mm -hmm. just That's a good one. standing outside. Um, you really do need to take breaks and it will affect your mental health if you don't. So I always recommend that. I love that idea about the sunshine and getting outside because weather permitting, what I try to do 
is take a walk for at least 30 minutes a day, at least on my work days. And then on my weekends, I try to do an hour walk, weather permitting. So now that the weather's getting a little better, it's allowing me to get out for my walk. Mm -hmm. That's fantastic. And and you know that if you don't take breaks and you're on your computer looking at your phone, um, that can spill into the evening, which I, I bet you both have done at some point in your lives where you're looking at looking at that screen all the time up until bed and stopping yourself about 30 minutes before going to bed, stopping uh, screen use is a huge part of sleep hygiene. It's really important. So if you just continue to focus on your work, not take too many breaks and let that spill into evening, you're going to have trouble sleeping. Uh, It will either cause you to struggle to fall asleep or you'll have many uh, mid-night awakenings, Mm -hmm. which will really affect you the next day and the next day. Oh, yeah. You know, I... Okay, so when I was running my entertainment business, there were so many times that in the middle of the night, I'd be like, oh, wait, did I do this? Oh, wait, did I do that? So I, I think one of the things that I really am a big fan of is just checklists and reminders mm-hmm. and just, you know, either keeping a pad and pencil by the bed or like literally just, you know, telling my right. Alexa to remind me of something the next day, mm-hmm. get it off my plate, get it out of my mind so that I don't have to think about it. That that was one of the things that, that I've done to help me kind of get rid of that anxiety and st- stress in the middle of the night because I don't know how many times over the years that I've been just woken up by some random thought oh shoot did i do this <laughs> you know i, I, I hate I, that what what i'm curious from both of you is mm-hmm. now that so many people are working from home and you know a lot of our listeners are small business owners working from home starting their business from home you always have that computer right there you always have that phone that tablet right there so when you're, you're thinking about work you know the challenge is, is do i go and do it and it could be eight o'clock at night. It could be midnight, like Russ is waking up in, in bed thinking of something. Should I run down and I take care of it now? What? How do you guys feel about that? I would say no, absolutely not. <laughs> I would not recommend every time the thought comes into your head to act on it. In fact, uh, I'm really a big fan of self-statements, um, reframing thoughts into a more realistic, positive statement. For example, if you're having, Russ, if you're having that thought of, oh, I have to do this right now. I, I, I know that it'll be a mess tomorrow at work if I don't do this and I have to get the jump on it. Tell yourself, and this takes practice, tell yourself, it's okay. I've got it under control. I've been here before. It can wait. And this applies to so many thoughts that we have that are maladaptive um, that can increase stress. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, and, and that I would say uh, is very hard. <laughs> it's not easy, especially, you know, when you're so, okay. When I, I remember when I first started my business and, and, you know, left my day job, leaving the day job, and making that decision, you know, I mean, I looked at it, I was like, okay, I'm making almost double on my business than I am by working during the day. What can I do for this business if I was just doing it full time and I didn't have the distraction of 
work, you know, and, and okay, so I did it. And, um, man, I just remember the stress at first of, you know, worrying about the income and, okay, am I going to be able to, you know, pay rent? Am I going to be able to do this? Like, how long can I, you know, uh, do this and just kind of, you know, what I felt like was, you know, testing, <laughs> like how, how long can I test this before I actually know this is going to win and, and not be a fail. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the things that would keep me up was I was worried about that. And I, and I figured like, okay, if I go work a little bit harder today, if I go an extra hour, an extra two hours, it's going to help. And I'm going to pass this test and get to do this longer. But I think what hit me was you know, I was basically trying to, I was running a marathon, but I was, I was basically trying to do it in long, long sprints. And it was, it was painful. It, it hurt. Right. It was hard. Probably. Well, I'd, I'd like to get your, your opinion on my diagnosis of rust just now. <laughs> oh, I have some thoughts. <laughs> okay. I have the thought that comes to mind and I, I fall into this as well, is that you work harder, you work more because you feel guilty if you don't. Oh, mm -hmm. oh, I hear that so much. I do. It, it can be actually less productive to force yourself to be working every time you have a thought or feel that pressure or feel that guilt. Uh, a lot of times I'll recommend, I mean, there's so many skills I can provide you with um, handouts. I can send you lots of information afterward. But um, I, I recommend structuring your time to actually include worry time, it can be really helpful. <laughs> so you, you can structure a day like I'll be working on this new business, these five hours or two hours or one hour, whatever you have time for. Mm -hmm. And then you, you tell yourself every time you have a thought, a worry, that's later for when I can worry about these things. That's for my worry time. And you actually schedule in a time to think about all those things and worry about them. But just telling yourself to put it off can be really helpful, really beneficial. I like that a lot. <laughs> it works. And these, these things, all, all these tips and strategies and techniques, they don't all work for everyone. So you have to find the ones that mm -hmm. work for you and, um, and disregard the ones that, that don't. I would guess that you have to practice. Yes. It's, it's not something you just say, you go and do this. Go and have an hour of worry time at four o'clock every day. Yeah. And all of a sudden you can do that. I, I would think you'd have to practice it and get yeah. used to that. A ton. A ton. And uh, that's, that's why it's so hard for a lot of people that I work with, a lot of my patients. They will try it a few times and and struggle and be frustrated. And I'll have to remind them that this is something you practice, it takes a long time. You're not going to feel this relief immediately. And some things you might feel that relief, but others, it, it takes, it takes a good amount of time to incorporate them into your everyday routine. If you're really feeling uh, extreme stress, I, I recommend grounding skills, grounding techniques. Um, they're useful for if you're about to have a panic attack, but also useful for distracting your mind. If you're ruminating constantly, you just can't stop thinking about that worry. Um, 
for Could example. Can you give us an example of one? I can, I can. For example, uh, there are different kinds of grounding exercises. Uh, I work with the mental and the physical ones primarily. So one that's pretty useful would be mindful breathing, mindful walking, where you're focusing on, let's say, the steps that you're taking outside. You're counting them. You're you're focusing on the breath if you're doing a breathing exercise and you're distracting your mind. So it's more of an active distraction as opposed to watching TV or playing a video game. Your mind mm -hmm. is engaged. And another one that I'll use a lot is, I'm not sure what this is called off the top of my head, but you focus on the room around you and you start naming things that you see. And that really engages your mind in an active way. I see windows. What do I see out the window? Is it a nice day? Is it rainy? How far can I see? What are the colors in the room? Do I hear noises? And you really can do that with anything. Sports teams. Um, you can read books, the titles of books backwards, each letter. Oh, oh wow. Right? <laughs> numbers. It's really, and you do it for a while. You can do it for five minutes, 10 minutes, one minute. And it, it, works your mind in a way that you can't really focus on two things at once. Right. Right. I think, you know, I, I mentioned earlier that I take my walks mm -hmm. and that's what I think is doing for me. It's just kind of training my mind just to get distracted from the work stuff. Right. Yeah. I tried meditation for a while and I, I wasn't good at it. I, I just didn't learn that, that practice. And the walk is kind of my version of, uh, meditation. And yep. would you say that that's kind of what you're referring to to kind of take your mind off things? Sure. That's uh, walks are different for different people. Some people will go out, take a walk and they're still bombarded by thoughts and worry. So making it a mindful experience where you're looking at certain plants and you're telling yourself what the colors you're seeing and you're counting your steps that can be helpful for people if they need that extra that extra piece uh, for other people just getting out and doing something different is a great distraction and you're not alone with the meditation it's really hard for people it takes a lot of practice and for some people it it's not as effective there are guided meditations. I will do those often or um, there are apps also that just you hear that voice talking you through a story or a walk or you're on the beach, you're in the forest. That really distracts your mind. Yeah, I'll have to look into that. I, yeah, I love the uh, the YouTube videos that are just like the sound effects in I the background. And sometimes I actually play those even while I'm working. It's like if I'm doing like coding or something that, that requires like, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a weird, I call it mindless concentration because I've really got to get it right. But yet I know it so well, I don't have to really put in like full focus on it. So it's like I put that on and it's like, it's it's almost like I'm, I'm meditating while working. <laughs> it's, a, it's a weird little thing, but it, it, it's relaxing to me. It's It's odd. Uh, okay, so uh, we're going to take a short break here. Uh, we'll continue the conversation in 30 seconds. You know, a great way to promote your business 
is a podcast. <laughs> yeah. So you're listening to a podcast and we're telling you to make a podcast. How cool is that? Yeah. Well, okay. Where do we do it? We do it on Anchor. And why? Well, because they do all the work for you. They distribute the podcast. You can edit your podcast right on your phone or within your computer. Uh, everything you need for a podcast is right there in one place. Just go and download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. All right, we're back from break. And, you know, we've been talking about ways to kind of relieve some of the stress that we experience and kind of take our mind off things and the temptations of working too much. And and what I'd like to talk about a little bit now is like, how do you make the whole work environment happier and, and relieve stress for everybody at the, at the company? Because we're talking to people that are running their own business. They will have employees if they don't already. I'm sorry. Well, I was going to say, well, well, what can, can we do as managers? Cause sometimes, you know, as a manager, as a business owner, you know, you, you play all the parts, right? You know, you're the marketer, you're the finance person, you're, you know, every single role, you're the janitor, you're every single role, but sometimes you're also in a way, the psychologist. Yeah. So right. how do right. we help an individual employee that like, maybe we see they're a little stressed out or, you know, we recognize that they're being like we were years ago or they're overworking or, you know, like taking that anxiety home. Like what can we do to help them? I, I think you're doing right now a great job just in, in what you just said, which was you're noticing that someone is struggling. So mm -hmm. interacting with your employees in a way um, like recognizing being on the alert for possible problems to see if your employees, if someone is struggling with mental health issues or just you're noticing that maybe they're a little less engaged or they seem a little down, whatever it is, your ability to check in with them and keep an open dialogue is really important because then you might be able to say, here are some, some uh, resources to check out or just encourage them without having mm -hmm. to tell them what to do, encourage them to, to seek out help and that that's okay. Some people don't even know what they're feeling is anxiety or depression. You mentioned earlier, Layla, that being social really helps in, yeah. in this situation. And we're, we're going to be coming out of this pandemic at some point, and we're going to be able to be social again, more in person than we are today. What would you suggest as, you know, really productive ways to be social and how that carries into the work uh, workplace? Productive ways to be social. What is, so tell me about how you have worked with your employees when you talk about being social and that that was a big component of being together in your business, that you actually enjoyed doing things together outside of work. We did. We, we would have a lot of lunch dates. <laughs> we would do a lot of birthday celebrations. It's amazing how many birthdays there are every month. So we would do a lot of birthday celebrations during, you know, work hours. Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of us would just go out after work and, mm -hmm. you know, have dinners or just socialize together, go to people's, each other's homes and on weekends. And it was, it was just very close knit group. Did you feel that people were 
less anxious or, or just responding well to that and doing okay before the pandemic? Was that effective? Was that, you know, I think one of the issues is it was easier to read it for us as well. Like we, because we were around them so much and we could see, you know, the facial expressions and not just read a Slack message, you know, it's like, oh, wow. Like, you know, we can get a read on people, but now it's, it's a little bit more difficult to even know if they're more stressed now than they were back then. I think that's the key. So what do you do now? Since you can't and haven't been able to respond the way you usually did and have the social, that socializing aspect like you you used to, what's this year looked like around social support? Well, I think for me, it's been a lot of one-on-one Zoom meetings with people. So not group Zoom. We do group Zooms. Okay. But to really read somebody, to understand where they're at, Mm -hmm. I find it a little more productive to do it on the one-on-one basis Mm -hmm. than in front of a group. Well, there there is hope because right now everybody's getting vaccinated. And uh, I think I heard yesterday, and don't quote me on this, but like 60-some percent of San Francisco has already been vaccinated, has had their first shot and so this area um, we're hurtling toward being fully vaccinated and that will allow people to get back together i don't know if you've done um, socially distant events where you can see the person that our new meetings we can we always turn on the camera so we can see each other i'm thinking socially distant physical person or in person Right. We haven't. Yeah, we haven't done. Yeah. So that's something to look into, of course, making sure you're adhering to all the safety, you know, health precautions. Mm -hmm. Uh, But that is that would be a way to see to physically see because we we don't get those social cues um, on Zoom the way that we do person in person. Right. So. You might look into that and know that that time is also coming very soon where you will be able to get together. And maybe you throw that out to the group. Like we're planning this event a month from now, something to look forward to. Yeah. I think that's really good recommendation for our listeners is that if you can have that in-person event, socially distance, that's something that people can look forward to. I think that's the key there. Yeah, you know, obviously being a person and being able to read people, that's wonderful. But I think everybody needs that carrot, right? Something to look forward to every once in a while. Work, 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 work. And you got to hit your numbers and all this kind of stuff. I don't think that's going to promote a a really uh, close-knit environment. I think to to have something to look forward to, like a social event, I think it's really important to the schedule. You know, we tried to do it quarterly. Mm-hmm. And I think if if you could right. do it that often or or more often, that gives everybody a close mm-hmm. enough target to get to. Yeah. Goal. To get to. Well, I like too it's, that that you yeah. know I mean there's been so much uncertainty, and that has been what I think has caused a lot of the anxiety for people. Like they don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. You know, mm-hmm. are our numbers going to go way up tomorrow, or you know, like what is, are, is my business going to be forced to close tomorrow? Like nobody knows so, what's in the yeah. future, so. 
I think the certainty of having something planned is, is kind of nice too. Um, it's important before COVID, it was important. And now people are so isolated or they have been that it's even more important. Um, I'm so glad that you brought that up, Russ. You're talking about anxiety um, and the unknown, uncertainty mm -hmm. about the future. It can be really beneficial to control what you can in your life to get that sense that everything is not just completely out of your control and you don't know what's happening in the future. So in a way, setting up an event together, it is a way to control this little part of your lives mm -hmm. and know for sure you'll be seeing each other, that this will be happening. Yeah. Well, I think it also, you know, because for us, it takes us back to that old routine. So people can start mm -hmm. to feel like, Oh, okay. I recognize this. I remember this, you know, and that familiarity might make them feel a little less anxious and stressed as well. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Um, you know, the, uh, earlier when we were talking about, we're talking about meditation, we're talking about, you know, ways to make yourself feel better. And I, I, I wrote this down. I didn't, I didn't, uh, didn't say it, uh, but you know, it's, I think with a small business owner with an entrepreneur, you know, like the American dream is to find something that, you know, you love and, you know, make a living at it. I, I love that. But I also, you know, <laughs> I had a boss one time, uh, really more of a mentor than a, than a, than a boss to me. Like we've, we've known each other for years. And, and he said, well, you know, they don't tell you about the second part of that. It, you start to hate it because it becomes this source of stress. And I always, you know, remember him saying that and I was like, wow, if I ever, you know, start to really hate a business, that kind of, that kind of stinks. So, okay. You know, people have been going through now uh, the formation of their business, getting their business running, finding the employees, getting everything going. And now they've had to deal with, you know, a year and a half or so of, of, of COVID weirdness, closures, whatever it is. How do they maintain that love of what they're doing? Like, what's some recommendations for that? I would go back to what I was talking about earlier, um, that positive reframing of your thoughts, because everyone has maladaptive thoughts. In fact, everyone has anxiety at some point. So all of these tools they will help and nothing's going to eradicate anxiety completely, but, but they can be helpful. And this positive reframing of maladaptive thoughts can, it can be helpful to tell yourself the situation is the way it is now, but it won't be this way forever. And whatever positive um, statements that you want to say to yourself, that would help like, it's hard to get a business running, but now I see light at the end of the tunnel and it won't be like this forever. Just like I was saying, mm -hmm. that can be really helpful when you feel like you're stuck and this will be the way it is. I'm going to hate this business that I loved. That was my dream yeah. to tell yourself. That's not, that's not true. 
there, there are things to love and that will change. Yeah, you used the word stuck. And I think that is really right on. You mm-hmm. nailed it for a lot of people that have lost that fire, that lost that love for what they've done is they get stuck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you just have to figure out ways to unstick yourself. And sometimes it's, you know, relooking at your business and do you want to shift? Do you want to pivot? Because a new goal, a new direction really lights your fire again. And get you excited about it. Again. Sure. Because the core of what you're doing in your business, you probably, like you said, still love. There's love mm-hmm. there. It's just you've been doing it for so long and you've been dealing with all the headaches and hurdles for so long that sometimes you get stuck. And I think sometimes just relooking at the business and seeing if there's a different uh, direction slightly or maybe 180 degree change. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's a. Uh... Being able to problem solve and I know that you can make changes in some ways, things that you can control. Like maybe you can't take away the anxiety of having a business. You can manage it, but it won't go away completely. Mm. But you know there are small things that you can control. And this comes down to problem solving skills and being able to look at those small changes that you can make and that can make a difference. Like in this case, maybe adding a new segment to a show or um, having different guests. I, I'm not familiar so much with your business, but little- It's gonna be tough to match you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you know, and I I think uh, that is one of the things that really helped me, Layla, is, is what you're talking about. And that's what I continued to do throughout the, you know, the, the life cycle of my business, I would, I felt like I would, um, when I would get bored or when I would start to dislike the business was when I was just doing the same thing all the time. I just Mm -hmm. felt like, you know what, if I'm good at this, maybe I can be good at this other thing that I'm not so good at now. And I can just help myself grow and learn because I think that's important too. And key in, in, you know, keeping that desire, and that fire is, you know, if, if, if whatever, if you're, if you're, you know, making a widget and that's your job and you make that widget every single day, well, of course it's going to get a little boring. Of course it's not going to be as exciting the, you know, 5,000th time as the first time. But if you continue to learn and do new things and try, you know, experiments like, okay, well, I made this type of widget. Can I make this type now? And, you know, expanding out and it just helps you at the end of the day anyway. It helps. Hopefully you, you make more sure. money because of it. You're happier. You're less stressed. Like that's, that seems like a win-win. <laughs> I, think, I think another good idea is if you have a team, you know, be a collective team and brainstorm on things that everybody could get behind. Mm-hmm up with new ideas that the whole team could get behind and i i guarantee you if everybody wants to do something together that's going to bring an energy that is yeah. going to keep everybody going and uh, i think it's going to just bring on a, a, a much more exciting atmosphere for the company and a direction and a common goal so every once in a while i think having a team brainstorming is very important mm-hmm. and that's also social support that's interacting with other people and coming up with new exciting ideas or bad ones that you 
can throw out the window. There's never a bad idea. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you have you haven't heard mine. (laughs) All right, so I might take I might uh, take that back. All right, Layla, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Dr. Layla Ansari, clinical psychologist. Uh, We're going to put some links to some resources that uh, she gave us for anxiety, stress, depression, all of that uh, will be in the description of the podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. We've got to have you back and and, and talk more and and maybe just check in on us every once in a while. (laughs) It was a lot of fun. I'm happy to. Happy to check in. Looking forward to it, Layla. Thanks so much. Thank you. Hey, and as the listeners, I hope you check in on us each week as we launch a new episode of DIY for Business. Please do listen. Please do subscribe. Uh, we've got some great guests lined up, just like Layla. She was awesome. Thank you so much again, Layla, for joining us. And, you know, the information that we provide, that our guests provide, is really, it's just advice. Yeah, you know, we got to do the little legal stuff here, right? It might work out for you. It might not. But our goal is to help you and to help your business. That's the purpose of this podcast. We want your business to grow and we thank you for joining us this week and every week. And if you have some comments for us, just head over to our website on the anchor page there. You will be able to send us some feedback, make suggestions. And of course, you know, if you love the podcast, we'd love you to head over to wherever you're listening to us. If you're listening to us on iTunes, head over there and do give us a five star if you think we deserve it. Or, you know, I guess we'll settle for a four if that's okay. (laughs) All right. Thank you so much for listening and we will talk to you next week.